Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston, episode 170, episode 170, Hebrew Congregation of Houston. Thank you, Daniels. They took over last week. Um, November has been a, a great month. I turned 52. Hey, hey. Uh, Yahweh is good. Um, 52 was like a milestone for me because my mother, we buried her on her 52nd birthday and I was 24 and I used to wonder, am I going to make it to 52? And I did. Thank the Lord that I am here and I have made it. Rabbi has a, a birthday coming up on the 20th. Hey, on Monday. Happy birthday, Rabbi. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we're just grateful. We went around the sun once again, and God is good. And I was thinking, um, and this is a small little Easter keeping it real. I'm not going to be long today about the word ish. And so we are the Hebrew congregation. We're the original Jews. It's proven. It's in our DNA. It's biblical. We follow the Torah. Um, we know a lot is going on in uh, Israel with the Jew ish. And I was thinking, and the Lord was telling me about that ish. So if I told y'all I was 52-ish or child-ish or snuff-ish, when you put that ish on there, that's not authentic. That doesn't mean you're there yet, right? They're Jewish. And so this is not here to tear anybody down. Um, we're here about the truth. We've been lied to uh, long enough, and that's what the Hebrew congregation is. It's about the truth. If you look that word ish up and find out it's characteristics of what that word is. So that's what ish means. So when you say Jewish, it's characteristics of the Jews. They do follow the Torah. We were the ones we were disobedient. And so the Jewish people are there with the characteristics of us. And so um, look it up. It's the English language. See, they give us all these things. And then when we've learned to speak, we've learned the English language, we're educated, we're awakened. Now they want to shut us up. No, we, we're not shutting up. We're not turning back. We come to spread the good news. Uh, we pray that the war does and a lot of lives are being lost. Um, we are not a hate group. We are a group of love and we continuously pray for them. And we continuously pray for those babies who have are innocent and have nothing to do with this war. Um, but we've already said there was war coming. We, we predicted it because the Bible already said it, that blood was going to be shed and we've done our time. We've taken on our punishment and everybody else has to do theirs and they have to take an accountability for what they've done too. That's how life is and that's how life goes. And so, but we just pray that um, the killing stop. We know our, our people were slaughtered and, and it's not right. Any Anybody who lose their life is not right. Anybody have any other announcements or anything they want to say before I play a quick song? No, just, uh, just thinking about, you know, just listening to what you're saying about, you know, the Jewishness and the children of Israel and the wars that's going on in the land, all those things, uh, you know, are going to happen. And as it says, and if you read the book of Ezra, uh, in that in that fourth book or the second book, depending on which one it is, it talks about how we disobeyed the commandments and we were punished for it. 
And our punishment came early so that we don't get punished in the end. But for those nations that are committing the same sins, that are saying that they are following the commandments, it's going to be worse for them than it is for us. Yeah. So he said, look, if I punish you all, what makes you think I'm going to let them off the hook? That's right. So he, then nobody, nobody gets off the hook. We all pay for our sins. Nobody gets off the hook. We've been yeah. we've been chained and and bound and beaten yeah. and killed and on boats and built lands. We get no credit for. It's it's all happened to us, yeah. and it was from our disobedience. And the uh, United States have been disobedient, and and some of the Jewish have been disobedient. And God is no respecter of person, and so everybody's gonna have to give an account for what they've done. And the gig is up. We know who we are and we're moving forward. And that land is crying out for us and we will go back. I'm 52. I don't know if I'll live to see it. I, I, I made it to 52. I didn't know if I was going to live to see that when uh, when I was younger and I'm here now. And so I'm going to play the song Toda because that means thank you in Hebrew. And I'm so thankful that I'm here and I'm thankful that I was able to see my grandbaby and I'm thankful for everything the Lord has done and he's going to continue to do. And all I have to offer you is, is this, the Hebrew congregation of Houston, which is the truth. That's all we have to offer because Amen. we can't really give anything else, but point to the cross and, and tell you that there's a true and living y'all and he loves you and he is yeah. real. And that's all I'm obligated to do is spread the, the good news yeah, and, that's uh, right. serve, and serve his people. And I do that. And I'm not perfect. I have my 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 hiccups, but I'm lined up <laughs> doing my purpose. That's what I can tell you. And oh, that's what I want you to do. If you get nothing else out of this, you're not perfect, but get in position to serve his people and tell, spread the good news. If you can do those two, he'll tell you what the rest, he'll point you in the right direction. Amen. 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 So this is Toda, we do not own any rights to the music. Can you hear it? Yes.
the good day. New beginning. Trials and tribulations are come, but the sun has to come out. We thank you. Told us. Father God, we come before you, Lord, lifting our hands, Father God. We thank you, Lord, your on-time, God, your omnipresence, God. You're everywhere all the time, Lord. Anything we said or done, we say we're sorry. We submit to you. We repent to you. You're the king of the king. You're the Lord of the Lord. You're the doctors of the doctors, Father. You're the writers of the writers. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the children. We thank you for our identity. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for the release of bondage that you have brought us out, Father God. We're praying for Israel right now, Father God. We're praying for Israel. We're praying for Gaza. We're praying for the people of the world, Lord. We're praying for the nation, the Hebrew Israelite nation right now, Father to God, that we will line up, Father God, and get in our position. We're praying for the Hebrew nations that we will quit killing each other and we will bind together as one. We're praying for the Hebrew nations that we will patronize one another and we will go to each other's businesses and we will love on each other. We patronize right now, Lord. We're praying that we will feed one another, Father God. We thank you for another birthday. We thank you for another time around the sun. We thank you for the Rabbi Ben Yaakov and his faithfulness, Lord. 
Lord, and that he's going around the sun again, Father to God. It's not because we're so great that we're here. It's because of your mercy. It's because of your love. It's because of your truth and that you find us worthy to give us another opportunity to serve you. You found us worthy to give us another day to look to who has come with our health. We, you find us worthy that we're able to teach our children and teach our fruit and show them the way. You find it that you gave us another opportunity to serve people, to love on people, Lord, to give to people, Father God, to tell them about the good news that there is a true and living Yah and that he loves us and that he's an on-time God, Father God, that our time is not his time. His time is his time, Father. For 400 years is nothing but a blink of an eye. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We love you. We give it all to you. We give it all to you. It's just way too big for us, Father to God. We thank you for the building up of families. We thank you for the marriages. We thank you for the baptism of the children. We thank you for the land. Worthy is the land. We thank you for our Yahshua. We love you, Lord. We thank you for everybody who's tuned in right now, Lord. We ask that you touch the screen right now because there's people who are broken. There's people who are lost. But God, they're tuned in for a reason to find their hiding place right now, Father God, that they can call on your name. Don't wait until you get it right. He wants you when you're down. He wants you when you're dirty. He wants you when you have nothing. He wants you when you're destitute. He we, we lift a suicidal spirit off of you right now. The devil is a liar. He can't have your life. He, God has things for you to do. God has places for you to go. God has love for you to give. That suicidal spirit is a liar. That abortion spirit is a liar. You will not kill your baby. You will be able to feed your baby. You will be able to provide for your baby. We don't care who left you. If God is for you, who can be against you? They're a liar. Your baby will live. Your baby will save lives. We thank you, Lord. The devil has set men so many traps. The enemy has done so many things to bring us down and we have done it to ourselves. Lord, have mercy on us as we cry out to you. Your children are crying out to you. Have mercy on us as we're in the wilderness right now. We lift your name on high and we love you and we lay our lives down before you and we give it all to you. Yahshua in our Yahweh name, amen. We're going to go into our uh, word. Last week was Genesis 25 through 28. So Genesis 25 through 28. And next week, we'll be reading uh, Genesis 28 to 32. So the word today, Rabbi Al-Shalom is going to bring in Genesis 25 through 28 up to the ninth verse. And for next week is Genesis 28 and 10 up to 32 and 3. Okay. And so... That's our parasha. We ask that you read it. Uh, sometimes you feel lost. It's because you're not reading your parasha. You're not reading your book. It's the Torah. And we keep going over and over again, the five books, because you evolve every year. You grow every year. And if you're not, something's wrong. Every year, you're going to get something new out of the Torah, new food. And Rabbi is taking us behind the scenes and giving us the books that's been hidden from us. Rabbi Afshalom, we thank you. We love you. Thank you, First Lady, for always being here, tuning in. Thank you, Dr. Apostle Benjamin Moore. We love you. Thank you for all the uh, viewers. You have the screen.
All right, then. Well, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Uh, we're uh, preparing to move into another. Well, this is not a a one of Yah's uh, set apart times, but it is a time of remembrance, and that's Hanukkah. It's the time of Hanukkah, the Feast of Lights. So if we're preparing for that, that's going to start uh, next month on the 7th of the month, which is actually the 25th day of Cheslev, but on our calendar, it doesn't look like 24th, was the evening of 24th or the 25th, because we declared that on the 25th of that month uh, doing uh, the Feast of Lights. So that's one of the legends that we talk about. Remember I said we're, the Torah is about 613 commandments and all the other stories are there for our edification, exhortation, and comfort. Those we call the legends, okay? We call them the legends. So if people, if when someone is talking to you and they're talking about the covenant and they're talking about the Bible and they talk about the Torah and they want to argue with you about different stories where they don't, they're not consistent, where you say, look, this is not the Torah, the Torah, 613 commandments. Now, if you want to argue about the legends, we can argue about the legends. But the Torah, you know, is there. Now, so just be aware of that. And, and, and see, what happens is when we look at just the legends and we know about the legends, it has a tendency uh, to lead us away and make us think about things that are not really what we're not commanded to do. And, it, and sometimes it makes us think about things and, and carry ourselves in a, in, a, in a way that is not consistent with Torah. So we can go out and we can kill people and we can have war with people and we can uh, do it the way we want to instead of following Torah uh, the, or the commandments. You know, we get into relationships. We're supposed to, and all relationships are based upon the Torah. So we're studying the Torah, right? And we're studying in the book of Bereshit or Genesis. We're looking at chapters starting at chapter 25. That is the 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 uh, uh, Torah portion, but then we have a half Torah portion, which is coming out of the book of Malachi, Malachi first chapter, and that's where I'm going to start off. Actually, I'm going to read a couple of verses from Malachi, and then we're going to go for for for, for from there back to the 25th uh, verse in that uh, or the 25th chapter of of uh, Bereshit or Genesis. But it, it reads like this in chapter six, I mean, verse six, correct me, chapter one, verse six of, of um, Malachi, you know, and, and this book of Malachi, you know, it deals with the end times of what, how we're to, how the procession of the, of the, the Mashiach is going to be. Of course, we you know we have the prophet comes first, restoring all things, and then and then the uh, Mashiach uh, comes back, and and uh, which is a point of contention for many people that have come back to Torah, especially as Israelites. Some of us again caught up in the fact and 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 believe some of the things that he never walked and 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 things of that nature. He never walked the earth, and he was not a real person, but a fictitious person. And that's why I say we have to be aware of the again the legends because they want to put him down as a legend but when you get down to it it's still the commandments okay he came whether you believe it or not to reveal the scripture the torah the commandments 
how to live on the earth. So in Malachi, the first chapter, verse six, it says, a son honors his father. <clears throat> All right. And a servant, his master. Okay. It says, if then I am a father, right, where is my honor? That's a problem for many of us that were caught up in the slave trade because many of us, we don't even know our father. And, the, and sometimes the fathers that we knew, they were not, they didn't know how to be a father because of what they went through. So sometimes, so when you say father to a lot of us, it's like, okay, so you said father, but if if I look at the one that was supposed to be my father, uh, he wasn't, you know, he was a drunkard or he didn't work or he beat my mother or, you know, he wasn't there for me. I didn't even know it. That comes up, that's a problem for us sometimes. So I said, if I'm your father, you got to know what a father is. So the scripture shows us, you know, uh, how a father's to act. All right. And so it says, he says, where's my honor? He says, and, and if I am a master, you know, where's my fear? Now we know about masters and fear because they're whipped, right? And and that's why we, by the way, that's why we're on time for work every day. We're not late for work because the master, you know, he may not beat us with a whip, but that joke will cut our pay. He might even fire us, give some time off. In the old days, you know, slavery days, you get that whip. Matter of fact, you weren't going to be late because when you rolled up out of bed, you was already in the field because you never left the field oftentimes, you know. So we know about the fear of a master, you know. Servants obey your masters in the Lord, you know, and all this kind of stuff that the slave masters used on us. So we understand master, you know, but we don't understand father. Oftentimes, not everybody. Many of us don't understand father. and We need to learn what father is. Okay. He says, he says, and where's my fear, says the Lord of hosts to you, O priests who have despised my name. You know, that's us. He's talking about us. We are a royal priesthood who have forgotten who our father is, don't even know what a father is, don't know how to do it. But there is a way that we can find out about a father. He shows us the example of a father. He says, I'll protect you from your enemies. I will deliver you from your sickness and disease. I will be your provider. I will be your protector. I will be your leader. I am your teacher. That's what fathers do. If you want to know the example of a father, go to the Torah. Start off in the Torah. It shows, he says, I'm your father. I want to be your father. So I protect, you know, how, look how, even in the garden, he start, he's revealing to us what a father does. Even though Adam and Eve disobeyed, he's, even though he punished them, he still clothed them. Put clothes on them. They tried to clothe themselves. That's not proper clothing. So he put clothes on them. He starts from the very foundation of creation and putting man is showing us what a father does. No matter what your child does, you're still going to provide for that child. That's a father. No matter what that child says, no matter what he does, still you are the parent. You are the father. A father. Our God has shown us. He says, when they come against you because you've disobeyed me, if they overstep their boundaries, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of them. And guess what? He's going to do it again because they overstepped their boundaries during the transatlantic slave trade. He said, now we're going to recompense them for that. He said, I'm going to take, don't worry about it. He said, don't look, don't look like I'm doing nothing, but don't worry. I got it. I got it because I'm your father 
and I keep my word to my children. See, and so this uh, again, as we're thinking about that father keeping, being sure of his word, and then we start looking at at. Let's roll into this. Let's roll into this um this parashah now. See, so so this parashah, you know, um, when you when you look at it, two brothers, this this mother has children in her womb, and they're twins. Now remember, Esau and Jacob are twins. You know, now they're not identical twins. But when you have twins, they're they're gonna have certain things that are alike, like their voices. Now we know that Esau was hairy, right? And they say he's red, hairy. But Yaakov was smooth skinned. Now Yaakov would be like me, smooth skin. I don't have a bunch of hair on my body. Can't find hair on my body. I'm like Jacob. Guess what? What's my name? Absalom ben Yaakov. I'm just like Jacob. Smooth, you know, I wouldn't have a beard if the military hadn't made me shave. You know that? More than likely, I says, more than likely, I wouldn't even have the beard that I have now if it weren't for the military making me shave every day, even though I didn't have anything there. They made me shave because everybody had to shave. So if one in the, and what they're doing is, is creating unity, right? Making us one, one man, making us operate as one man. So what one does, everybody has to do. So in the military, you know, like they, when the sun, the temperature gets to a certain place and it stays that consistent, they call it spring or summer. We wore our uniforms in a certain way. Everybody. If if one person is wearing the shirt, the, the jacket, everybody's wearing the jacket. If we're wearing short sleeve, everybody wears short sleeve. You know, it's it's you know, so it make them makes you operate as one man. So, you know, and this is important. Why? Rob, why are you jumping all way over there like that? Well, think about this. And see, this is talking about uh, how and, and why we do certain things. Now, we're twins. Okay, we're twins. What do you mean by twins? You have the Israelite and you have the Jew. We're twins. We don't look exactly alike, but we have the same commandment. We're supposed to live by the same commandment. We're supposed to operate as one man. As a matter of fact, in the end, he said, they're going to take the two sticks and make them one. In other words, we're going to operate as one man. So if one is keeping, keeping the commandments, we're all keeping the commandments. Today is the Sabbath day. Today, when we open up, let me see this. Let me, let me grab this thing here. This is the West African Jews of Dispore. This is our, this is our, this is our prayer book, Sidur. This is one of the first ones. Okay, this is the first. It's got a lot of history in it. But but the, the thing about this Sidur, it, it is written and provided to us so that we can operate on the same level at the same times every day. And so so we, yeah, and see that, now that's the latest one. That's the latest addition right there. That's the newest one. I got that one too over there. Same size as that one too. Yeah, but what, when you open this baby up, it starts you up on how to start your day. So, Rob, what's it got to do with the, the parashah? Esau and Jacob are twins. Every year we go through the parashah, every year. So this year, I'm going to deviate a little bit. I'm going to take you a little bit in practical application of the twin brothers. 
Not that, you know, there was there was an animosity between them. And guess what? There's animosity between the Jew and the Israelite today. And we're twins. We're supposed to be one, one man, one people, one teaching, one teaching, one Torah for us all. One Torah for us all. So what happens is Ezra and the men of the great assembly put together a form of worship for us, a, a provision for us to operate as one man, as one people. And so that's a part of the purpose of this Sadur. It is our liturgy of how we do our prayers and how we, again, start the morning off. So the first thing we do as an Israelite or as a Jew, I use, I'm going to use them interchangeably, Jew, Israelite, interchangeably, because we're supposed to be what? What did I say? One people, one teaching, right? So, and that, and, and, and I'm, I'm, let me add this also. And I'm going to use this, like this orthodoxy side that doesn't believe that you're sure your shy is Mashiach, that's okay. You, you keep the Torah. For the Israelite side that do are, are, are in nature by nature messianic, believe that Yeshua Shai or Yeshua is Mashiach, all well and good, right? Because again, we're not identical twins. And we, what we want to do is destroy the, the, the point of content, uh, con, what, what, what do they call it, of animosity between the two, the one, the, or the inner workings. Because we're all messianic, by the way, because we're all waiting for Mashiach. And those of us that have studied the scripture and see it by cabal, meaning when we read it and we read where it calls out his name, the high priest, Yahushai or Yeshua, the high priest, and how he was in dirty clothes, and read that in Zechariah chapter 3. And it gives the name, Yahushai. Now, if you go back to Ezra's seventh chapter, it talks about Yahushai, one of the books that most of you don't have, right? It's Mashiach. So, what I'm saying is, you know, Mashiach comes and came and comes again. To do what thing? To put us in order. The whole purpose of it is to set us in order as one man. So in preparation, and while we're waiting for Mashiach to come back, Ezra, the same one that wrote that book about Mashiach that they left out, Ezra, the same person who wrote about Yahuashai, as my Israelite brothers call him, Yahuashai, or Yahushai. You know, Christians say JC or Jesus, but we say Yahushai. Some say Yah uh, Yahshua. You know, that's just a, a, a different dialect. We're waiting for it. While we're waiting, again, those of you who, who desire to come back to Torah, that want to be a part of the Israelite community, or if you want to uh, operate as a Jew, and again, if you're an Israelite, if you're if you're one of us that came over the transatlantic slave trade, chances are your your parents were forced into Christianity, so you don't convert. We do not convert. 
okay? We are Anusim. We come home. We're coming back because our fathers and forefathers, our forefathers were forced into the Greek religion or the Catholic religion. And I say it, and I say that strongly, religion. The reason I say it's religion is because the same religion or religious people enslaved us, had a great and tremendous hand in the enslaving, and in fact celebrated on top of us while we were enslaved. And today enjoy the spoils of the riches of their slave trade. Okay. But for us who desire to move out of that religion of our captors and come back home to the Torah of Yah, okay, we're honoring, we're returners. So if you go to a congregation, they say you need to convert, you have to correct them and say, no, I'm returning. I'm not converting, I'm returning. Okay, I'm returning, I'm Anusim. This is my birthright. I'm coming back to my birthright. I was the lost son. I, my forefather strayed away and we were, because of our straying away, we found ourselves living in a pig pen like pigs and like animals. But we woke up one day and realized that if I go home, my father said he would welcome me in. That's where we are. We are the Thank lost. You. Thank, you. Thank you for that, Rabbi. It's, it's not that we've converted, we've returned. And, I, yes. and we need to use that word. When people say, oh, you converted to Judaism or no, we're not. We're Messianic Jews and we've returned. Thank you for that. Yes, we are returners. And with that returning, we're beginning to learn the way. And, and this Siddur, as we lifted up earlier, is, is one of the, one of the uh, avenues that help us in their returning. It's written in English. It has transliteration and it has Hebrew. So no matter what level you're on, as long as you can read, and it's in different languages, but ours is English. We were brought up in the by the colonial you know, Europeans, and we were taught it in English. So we know English. That, that sefer right there, that's a powerful book. That's where you're going to find Ezra then, all right? It give you some background. Even on this parish show, it talks about how Esau, you know, when he came in for the porch, he was tired because he'd been out there doing some killing, right? But but yeah, see, and you got interliners. All these things are there for us to help us in our returning, because in the land of our captors, we remembered who we are. While in the land of our captivity, we have remembered who we are, and we're coming back. So we need help. Sometimes, and and more oftentimes, and even uh, when you go back to the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. A lot of those that are uh, that are Israelite became, as I call them, Orthodox Jews, went to the Ashkenazim camps. Many of them went to the Ashkenazim camp and we trained under the Ashkenazim. Nothing wrong with that. But remember, the Europeans are going to teach you in accordance to how they are, their customs and their, so that's how you're going to learn it. But you're going to learn Torah, right? And many of us went to the Sephardic side or the Spanish side, right? From the Spaniards. And we learned it that way, right? Their customs and their traditions. But one thing about those two groups, and if you go to Yemenite, it's the same, right? No matter what, they're gonna, there's one thing that's gonna tie us together. 
one thing is going to tie together, and that is the Torah and following the prayer, the liturgy of the prayer. Those are the things that are in, created to help us in this walk of life. Now, it's not an all in all. It's not, a, uh, it's not, it's not, doesn't fill all of it. But, but this right here tell you, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you start praying. You, you start your, your day off in prayer, acknowledging the creator of all things. Now, what's wrong with that, right? And so, and it, and it just goes on until you get to the first, uh, the Shachrit service and you're praying. Blessed are you, undeniable king of the universe, That's who right. moves the sleep from my eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we start that. That's how we start our day off. Acknowledging. And so what, what's, why is that so important for us? It's important for us because we have been stolen. We lost our language, our heritage, and our culture. But there was a way the Father left us. He left this for us. He left this for you and me. Because we all had to start from somewhere. You see? And by the way, if you don't know, Christianity was a gateway. It was a gateway. It's kind of like a person when they die and they die on the operating table and they go in and do CPR or they drown and you get, you get them out of water, you do CPR. They're gone. They die. But what you do is you introduce oxygen and you start the heart to pump it so the blood can start flowing. And then the, the oxygenated blood gets to the brain and everything starts to work again. And, the, and all of a sudden the person wakes up, opens his eyes and he's alive again. Well, that's what the Siddur does. That's what, what happens. You see, that's what the Jews have done for us. We were dead. But the dead bones are living now. And flesh is on them. But somebody had to revive. The father had, now it wasn't because of the goodness of, of the heart of, of the, the European Jews or the or Sephardic Jews. It's because it was designed for our revival, our resurrection. You know, it's like putting the paddles on their heart and boom, hit you. You know, some of us take the paddles, some just take breath, some take the palpitations, but they're different. And some do have to do a, a heart massage to get you back up. Those, you know, they need more work. So you got to open that chest up, get in there and do some heart massages. You know, get that heart pumping, get that blood going again. And that's what's going on now. And see, that's, you can think about this aduri that a, that a lead us in prayer tells us, and that's a doing, it tells you, it, uh, about marriage, it talks. It talks about how to get. It talks about circumcision, the things that are necessary to return to the Torah. Because remember, Abraham circumcised himself. Now that man had to be powerful. <laughs> oh, okay, that's that's that, that's no. That ain't no easy task to do. Mm -mm. Woo. And he did his own. <laughs> and then you got people today, and you can go to the, you can go and you get you some Novocaine. You don't feel a thing. You, later on, you will, but, but you know, but you don't feel a thing, and 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 I'm afraid to do it. But that's a part of coming back, because it's it's the outward sign, and it's also a blood. Without the shedding of blood, that is a part of our shedding of blood for the men. Okay, so so we're returning to the fold. See, Esau took off and went up, went somewhere else, and actually wanted to kill us. His twin brother, because he thought that we stole his. But actually, not even that's a lie. Because when you read it, he said he did that after he do some killing. He came in tired from all his killing. You know, you know. So it has some suit. <laughs> yeah, 
You don't, want, you don't want that part. You want that red stuff. You know, and that's why they call him. <laughs> that's how they call him. You know, Esau, they call him Edom. You know, Esau is Edom. We're supposed to be brothers. The Lord tells us, don't, don't despise your brother. He's your brother. So for you, us Israelites, we are not to despise our brothers, the Europeans. That's what he's telling us. We're supposed to accept each other. And then, and for the Edom, for, for, for our European brothers, don't mistreat us and, and tell us we have to come in and do like a no egg, no egg, no egg, no hide law. No, we're Israelites. We're coming home. You see, so, so we have to work this thing out. And we have to get the practical application of what these parents are about. And so, and, and realize that what we have in our hand is what we need to, to survive. And he gave us the Torah, the commandments, you see. Because when you read it in, the, in Malachi, toward the end, he says, I, I put in the Levites, he said, I made this covenant with Levites to follow my commandments and my statutes. But guess what it says? He says, Israel, you are a royal priesthood. Which means he's actually talking about each of us. I suppose to go by the commandments. So you wake up from the dead, you get a revival, you know, you come up from the dead, and now you start to get filled, you're coming back to the Torah. You have to learn the Torah. Some have to relearn the Torah. Some have to be exposed to it for the first time because they only know the Bihar Shah or the letters with no foundation. So now you got to come back to the Torah. We have to submit, we have to get out of our ego come back to the foundation. So, so when you get back to the foundation, you'll find out who you are. Because understand this, the heathen, let me change that. Christianity did not want you to learn to read. The slave master, if I be a master, that master did not want you to learn to read. Why would he not want you to learn to read? Tell me that. Because when you learn to read, you know, the A, you learn the ABCs and, you know, then you, you, you start putting words together, you learn the vowels, and you start putting words together, formulating with sounds, and you start learning to read with understand comprehension, and you start reading the scripture, and it says, whoa, whoa, this is talking about me. So now you, and, and okay, now the genie's out of the bottle. See, we learned how to read. We can reason now. We can understand now. And not only that, because we are a royal priesthood, because he is our father, we have his attributes in us. We have his Ruach HaKodesh that's already in us. All we have to do is during the revival, coming back to life, is allow the Ruach HaKodesh to stand up inside of us, begin to guide us. The requirement is, know the Torah or the commandments and live the commandments as best you can. Book of Revelation says, that that you have, hold on to. That little bit of Torah that you have of the commandments, hold on to that. That's enough. 
You don't have to be a Torah scholar. That's why he gave you 10 commandments first. And the rest you can get later. But the 10 commandments are the most important. If you can get hold of that, the 10 commandments and hold on to them and live those things every day in your life, you will treat your fellow men properly. You will acknowledge the power of the most. You will acknowledge him as your father and you will obey what he has told you to do and not to do. He makes it easy for you. Now, if you want to be a scholar, if you want to walk in scholarship, and you un and, and here's what happens. People that get deep into the word, we call it deep into the word, deep, in, deep into the Torah, and know and study the prophets and things like that, and, you know, they, they, that's how the royal priesthood operates, right? And because most of the time, people that go into ministry, most of the time, they go in with a sincere heart. And, and when you take, when you get your shemika or your ordination or your license to, to, to minister the word, you understand the responsibility that is upon you, the yoke that you are taking on you. It's a responsibility. Guess what? Every Israelite that is an Anusim that have come back, every Israelite and every Jew that has converted to Torah has taken on and must understand the responsibility of what you're doing. Whether you call yourself an Israelite or a Jew, or you say you're Jewish, like, an, like a Jew. Whichever way you want to do it, it don't matter if you call yourself a Jewish, if you're like a Jew, if you're like, that means you still have the responsibility to live the Torah. And because you are now into the priesthood, you've been in order, you've been escorted into the priesthood, the royal priesthood, you have a responsibility to at least be able to teach the Ten Commandments and how to live by it. At least, at the minimum, live it. Stumble, fall down, get some mud on you, go to the migma, get washed off, offer a living sacrifice, a true sacrifice, a clean sacrifice, in other words, a repentant, a broken and contrite heart. Repent, get back on track. See, we fall down every day, one way or another. But when we fall, as Israelites, as Jews, all right, as we fall, we understand that we have the privilege of offering a sacrifice to our father, a spiritual sacrifice. See, you're, you're broken because you know you sin. You have a contract, you're coming there, you're contract heart. You, you're there and you're open, you're confessing your sins to the father. And you say, Father, I don't want to live like this anymore because I've come to you. See, and all of this began before I was even thought of in this world. As a matter of fact, all of this happened while I was taking counsel at the table in the heavens. All of this was preordained to happen to me before I got here. But now, and now that I understand why I'm going through the things that I'm going through, it's so that I could go through the correction as one of the sticks. There are two sticks, right? House of Judah, 
house of Israel. Two sticks. We both are, we are twins, but we, and we have to do the same thing. We have to live the same way because there are two sticks that are going to be one, joined together one. And when we join together one, you won't be able to tell us apart. And you say, well, well, well you know, we don't look, uh, no, you, you're thinking about it in the natural realm. You have to think about it in the spiritual realm. You see, we are exactly the same in the spiritual realm. He made us different in the earth so that we could, for the natural man, so the natural man would be able to distinguish. But in the spiritual realm, it's a whole different thing. We look like him because we obey him. We're close to him because we obey him. We resemble him because we obey him in the spiritual realm, you see. But we are twin brothers, Esau and Jacob. And you know what Esau did? Esau went and, and, and he he married some, some uh, Canaanite women. And his mother, actually, what were they? They were, who did David marry? Bathsheba. And what was Bathsheba? She was what? She was some something else, wasn't she? Huh? She wasn't an Israelite. She wasn't a Benjaminite. She wasn't a Benjamite. Who was she with? Who was her? Who was her husband? Oh yeah. Okay. You see, but Esau married women outside the camp who were not really uh, in Torah, and it and it and it hurt the parents. So they said to. So Jacob said, don't you, don't you marry one of these women? Marry your own people, you know. And he went to his own people when he was misused by his own people, but he still. It says she was a head head tight. Head tight. That's head right. Tight. Head tight. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, and, and that's another lesson for another day. I don't want to get too much into that because that's a lesson for another day. Because we see it happening with the children of Israel today. Everything that you see happening in the scripture, we're doing in the natural realm today as Israelites. And so and it grieves us when we see our own people doing what they do. It does grieve us. Uh, marrying and, and intertwining with unbelieving people, which we're not supposed to do. Okay, Unbelieving. You know, unequally yoked together with unbelievers and they rob us of our wealth and of our power people don't understand you're robbed of your wealth and your power when you go with unbelieving people male or female we're supposed to make sure that we believe you know and, and in our camp again in the israelite camp we have to be aware of that as as you know is you know because we come from different walks different times we have to be in agreement. We have to make sure that we're in agreement because this lifestyle that we've chosen, again, if, even if you're just following the basics of the Sadurim and if you're in, under the leadership, it's a lifestyle change that we go through. We, we have to be aware of it because those inheritance and where they the assets should go, they've already been stripped up, taken from us, and God has uh, reordained us and given them back, and we have to make sure they stay into our generations and not go outside. That's right. That's right. So there are so, so many things that and the principles are laid down in the Torah for us. The principles that are laid down, even in this in this very basic of the parashah, is 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 for our good. You know, we have to um, take them to heart. 
but but the the big thing that I want to to make sure we understand is that we're not to be against each other. We're to operate as one people. And the way to do that is if we understand what is written in the Torah and we get the same teachings from the Torah. And if you are a, a messianic, or if you're not, you know, the, the thing that gets me is most of the time, uh, well, 100% of the time that I fellowship with uh, messianic, those that believe in Yeshua, uh, or Yeshua, Hamashiach bin David, most that believe in and on Yeshua HaMashiach bin David have no problem with those that don't. And, and in fact, the only thing, the only, you know, I, I, you know, people, I mean, that's, that's, but on the other side, people will say, well, the man never even existed, you know, uh, and, and he didn't fulfill the scripture. But then when you read the scripture, you'll find, and if you get them to read the scripture, you find out, wait a minute. And then if you add Ezra's into it, it, it kind of seals it. It's, it. it seals it, right? But the end result is, whether you believe it or not, Mashiach is coming. And then, you know, if you don't believe it, that's fine. If you do believe it, fine as well. He's coming. He's coming. Now in Malachi, see, he tells us that the prophet is coming first to set things in order. It's going to be like doing a Urim and Thurim, you know, all these people are saying they're Jews and, and they're Levite. Tell me, I woke up one day and said that he's a Levite. The prophet's going to come and say, you're not a Levite. Matter of fact, you're not even Israel. You see? He's going to tell anything for you that are sitting over in the mud, wallowing. He's going to say, what are you doing? Get up out of the mud, man. Clean yourself up. Don't you know that you are royalty? So what, what, what are you saying? Right? I'm saying, look, the people that you expect, oftentimes the people that you think are the ones are not even close. You know, people here I'm praying to, oh, so-and-so is in heaven. Man, that joke about a bus hill wide open. And the one that was sitting on the street that you and you know was drinking alcohol and stuff, he might be sitting up there on the royal with the royal crown on his head. Not royal crown that you drink either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you you because we judge him by the flesh and not by the spiritual things. You know, look at the stereotypes. Think about stereotyping. When you walk, think about yourself if as an African person. Now, I'm not saying African-American either, right? I'm saying as an African person, and I, when I say African person, I'm talking about Israel. Africa, Israel. Think about this. Think about this. And this is not for everybody. Because some of us like red-skinned brothers. We don't have that problem. Because we don't, you know, we're not such a heavy threat. <laughs> not me in particular, but, you know. But, but think about this. When you, if you're a dark-skinned and you walk into a place, what is the stereotype? What do people think? What is their first impression? If you're an attorney, an African attorney, and you walk into a building without announcing that you're an attorney, how are you going to be received? 
my life experience has been in Houston, Texas, based upon the color of my skin, I would apply for, when I was going for corporate America, I would apply for a certain, for a supervisor or manager position so I go in and they try to offer me a, a low level job, even all the way down to forklifting, forklifting. And my resume has nothing to do with being a forklift. <laughs> you hear me? Sometimes they walk in and say, and I hear the, this reception say, well, so-and-so, Mr. Hayward is here, and he's here about the management position. And, I, and I'm sitting there watching, looking in the door at the guy, and he looks, leans back and looks and see who it is. She come back and says, position's been filled. Houston, Texas. Yeah. Stereotyping. One place I was working, and he says, we're having a meeting. We're ready to go off to work. He says, and I don't want you, and, I, and if you come in late, don't come at all. And look at me. <laughs> Stereotyping. Stereotyping. Brother, I, I can relate to that. I relate yeah. to that. Yeah. I'm telling the truth. Huh? Am I telling the truth? My experience with, with my dreads, when I when I was with EPA and even HSDR, well, I, the latter part of HSDR because they don't they didn't want black females could wear dreads and locks, but black males could not. Mm -hmm. So my last five years when I knew I was retiring, I started letting my hair grow because it didn't matter to me. I'm I'm walking out the door, mm -hmm. but when I walk when I walk into meetings. And the, all these people, and when I stand up and say, I'm Dr. Moore, they look at me like, a nigga with dreads, a doctor, <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah. it, it blows their minds. Yeah, yeah. So I can relate to that. Yeah. Why are we talking about that? What were you going to say, uh, Cody Easter? You going to say something? Oh, I was going to say, I have applied... Uh, at the police department as a dispatcher, you have to be able to type 65 words a minute. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they told me, oh, you were the top candidate, but you flunked the typing test. And I said, no, I didn't. I, I typed very well. I said, let me see it. Nobody could produce it. So I went to the mayor because I knew her as a, a female. She used to be my principal. And they said, well, retest her. So they retest me and I, I passed it and I ended up getting the position. So much nepotism. They had that job probably for one of their cousins or somebody, and they tried to say I didn't type the test. I said, "Most likely, I know I, I, I know I passed sixty-five. I can do that in my sleep." Yes. And I said, "Show me the <laughs> test where I where I missed it." Nobody could produce it. Yeah. So you know, and, and why are we talking about this? Because I'm, I'm I'm I want you to see that stereotyping. And I just talk about. I'm not, I just, we just got to talk about corporate America, secular America. Yeah. Now, let's go inside the community. Go into a messianic community, European community. Sit into the community. They, you tell them who you are. Oh, I'm uh, I was Pastor Haywood. You know, I've been pastoring for such and such a time, and, and you know, and I just you know realized that you know I was convicted. I had to come back to keeping the Shabbat, so I'm coming back and keeping the Sabbath, keeping the feast. You know, I knew about it as a youth. I got away from, it, but I come back. So I want to come in and 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 get busy. So you go into the congregation and you sit there for four years. 
working on it, you know, working around it, you know, greeting people. And now you're a pastor. They know it. Licensed, ordained, head of congregation, but just returning to the fold in a European setting. Four years, never preached a sermon. Wow. Never taught a class. Wow. On the other side, a white guy comes in, several of them come in, up to the pulpit right away. In the uh -huh. nation, right away. Have no experience at all, have just coming in, and they start moving them up right away. And yeah. You know what I'm saying, what in the heck? But, and then now there's one lady, Jewish lady, I won't call by name. She got a pastor. So why don't you have Pastor Haywood? He's a pastor. So they, one day I ministered the word and they were blown away. Mm -hmm. They were blown away. Now they want to stop me doing uh, uh, you know more. But the, the stereotype for sure. Okay. Stereotype inside the in the Jewish community, in the messianic community. In, in the community, period. I live in an Indian community, a lot of oil people out here. And the first thing they'll ask is, Well, how long you've been living out here? I've been living out here for almost 10 years, longer than them. That's the mm -hmm. first thing they'll ask. And then uh one lady on the plane. She didn't want to move out the seat to, to let me in by the window. She didn't want to get up. And I said, oh, you're going to get up today. You're going to learn something. <laughs> I made her get up to, to let me in. She said, I heard about you people. And I said, honey, you're an immigrant. I heard about you too. Don't tell me what you didn't heard about. And so the lady behind me said, uh, you should have slapped her, but thank God that you didn't. And I heard what she said to you, some white lady sitting in the back. Yeah. But the stereotype, for us, it's with all all the other nations. All of them have come against us. Even in, like right. I said, the right. first war, they all came against us. They all wanted to enslave us. Yeah. Because yeah. the productivity we give and the blessings with our hands, they all wanted us. But look at God, what he's done. Don't marry those people, those Black folks, when really we're not supposed to be intertwining with them. They all want yeah. my color. They all yeah. out there tanning. They all yeah. want our hips and our tanning, yeah. And they want all of our <laughs> attributes that we have. They buying butts and, and breasts, but you they used to call us. Yeah. Stop the yeah. violence. The gig is up. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. what what you say, well, Rob, why are you bringing this up? This is controversial. Yeah, it's controversial, but it's true. It's true. And I'm talking about personal experiences, but I'm doing it to point out this that the people that you think, the people that you look at that are in high places because of the way they look are not necessarily the ones that should be there, especially in the kingdom. Brother, let me make one point. Uh -huh. The Holocaust, Yeah, you don't see not one brown person of color. No, you don't. And you can't, you can't, there ain't no way in the world you can't, you don't have no no people of color Jews. It's right. It's impossible. It's impossible. But but they don't never ever portray any of us right. as part of that. That's I just right. want to get that in. Go ahead. Well, I mean, and, and we're yeah. not we're not uh, Hitler's a bad person, but he said it himself. God's jewels have been stolen. He said, Y'all aren't the Jews, the original Jews. They have been stolen. His jewels have been stolen. He Amen. said he sold it, and that's part of the reason he hated them too. 
between losing the war and then them uh, posing as us, he was trying to tell on them back then. Well, let me let me let me show you something. Let and me, in, oh, 1948, me, Israel started. Israel then yeah. started on 1948. Let, let me let me show you something. You know, during the slave trade and during you know in Mississippi and a lot of Jews were impregnating, and I'm saying it because I know it for a fact. I know one right who told me about it, right that they had black children. Now those black children, if you go by the Jewish law, the father. Well, some of them they say the father have to, your father has to have been a Jew, right? Now, all right, you have sons. Every son is gonna have that chromosome. He is a Jew, mm -hmm. by birth, according to their law, not by mm -hmm. scriptural law, but by their law. So now, when you talk about the Holocaust, if your father is a Jew and he had people in the Holocaust, guess what? You too have had relatives in the Holocaust. Yeah, should be acknowledged at the Holocaust presentations, but it's never even asked. It's never. <laughs> it's assumed that you don't have any, or that you are not. But in actuality, you check you, and I, I thank the father for the genetics because genetics are busted wide open. Yeah, you see. And so you pull out and you say, well, what, what this says. They, they want to kill the man who created DNA because it tells us. <laughs> they they want to kill the DNA person because yeah. it, it, it traces us back. But go ahead. All the way. Yeah, all it does. The... Right. So, yeah, it does. All the way. And you go mother and father side. So the thing about us is many of us that, again, have those Eskenazi, mostly they were Eskenazi Jews who impregnated African women. Mm -hmm. Right. We have, I put it like that, we have a, a, a double boost because on our mother's side, who come from from the continent of Africa that we're Israelites, that we got it that side. And then we got we got the Jewish side, the Jew side. Yeah. And so you can't be denied. Again, and, and again, we can't go by, I mean, you know, the stereotypes have the world, the world has been, so conditioned and we have been so conditioned you know and i tell this story every once in a while about brazil no not brazil uh dominican republic where they were wanting to build businesses and they didn't want to use the indigenous people who were by the way african and indian people down there you know yeah different tribe they didn't want them darker to than, that are darker than us but go ahead right yeah and they're they're african right and and so the people in charge, the Europeans in charge, did not want them to run those businesses. When you go on a cruise ship and you go down there and all those white folks that are running and, you right. and they got the kippers on their head, they were brought, invited to come down there and they were given the money and the land and, and opportunity to, to grow businesses there because they wanted, they said, let's go get some white people. They went mm -hmm. and got white Jews, brought them down to the DR and, just, and, and you know, you go to different places and they set them up in business. Yeah. Because they are God's chosen people. I remember the few cruises I did go on with my wife. We, She went off some before we were married. So we like turned the corner and got off the mainstream because that's where the, 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 the people who live there, that's where their stores and their yeah. stuff was. And that's where we went and purchased. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not that I'm not against a Jew. Again, like I said, the two sticks, right? We're supposed to be one people. 
And what then, I'm and then to keep the world quiet, they got these laws anti. What's the anti-Semitism? Anti-Semitism. So that's me. Everybody shut up about it because this is the best kept secret, and we can't let well, them find out. Yeah, but you can't say, and they can't call anti-Semitism, especially when you talk about Palestinians, because guess what? They're Semites. They're Semites. Right. So you can't, you know. So yeah. So again, but but what I'm saying is, you know, if you read the scripture and you see the scripture, it says that until Messiah comes back, we're going to be hated by all people. Go to, go to you know, Psalms 83. It tells all of them came against us. There is no other person. Again, we learned how to read now. So, and we can read that Psalms 83 and it tells us all the nations came against us. And if if you've got, and, this, and I got this truth from a Jew, European Ashkenazi Jew. They went up there and they got the white Jews, brought them down because they want the white people to run the business. They set them up. That is a truth. Not from me, but from someone that told me about what they did. And you can read it. It's in books how they did it. Set them up. I believe. At the same time, for those that according to the scripture are Israelites and Jews, they kept them on the bottom. And they're and as you said, brother, uh, uh, doctor, you said you had to go to the off streets. Yeah. To the real people, to the real, whether well, real Jew or, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't say the real Jew. I say it's a, for the African Jews. Mm -hmm. Because if you, once you come into the fold and you start taking Torah, you are a Jew and you are a real Jew. But remember, the scripture says everybody that took on the yoke of Torah became known as Jews. Didn't say right. Israelites. Mm -hmm. They became known as Jews. Right. So, yeah, and they're, they're Esther, real Jews. In the book of Esther, yeah. Yeah. But, but not we, Israel. We're Israelites. We're the but Hebrews. We are Israelites. And that's the problem that we have. When we declare that we're Israelites, that is a that is one of the biggest problems. So, you know, it's like I, I, I listen to, you know, my brothers from the Purple Gang, and and they know who they are. They're strong. The brothers are strong. <clears throat> and as I always say, I'm not against the brothers who are strong. They have a calling. And they're fulfilling their calling. They're doing their job. I'm not going to talk against them. I'm not they're, going. They're lining. They're lining up. They're lining up. Yeah, they're doing what they're supposed to do. That's their job. All right. Now, you know, I may not be able to hang out in their camp because I have a different job, a different mission. But I do de desire for them to follow, be holically sound. Now they follow Torah. It's like a it's they like a, a a Malcolm X and a Martin Luther King. Yeah. The same cause, but one of them is just a rebel. That's all. Yeah, Fight for yeah. the same thing. That's yeah, the same thing. One we, of the, we, one, just yeah. the, we we just the Martin Luther King side of it, and they're the Malcolm X side of it. That's all. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I'm not going to, to to come against our, you know, it's like now watch this same scenario on the continent of Africa today. In that Franco France, the French people have been, and, and you know that dog, I mean, I mean, the French, think about what they did to Haiti and how, you know, they've been busted. And you cannot get the United States or Germany or I don't, you know, well, I don't know about it. There's a couple of them that do, maybe in Germany, they come against the French telling me they're wrong. But they're not going to go against their own people. Right. And and don't be, don't be fooled. United States is Europe. 
In the United States, when Haiti was running over here, they was kicking those people back out in the water. But yeah. Ukraine, they've been helping Ukraine. They've right. been helping Israel. Right. But Haiti, so oh no, you can't cross over uh, over here. Right. So this is what I'm saying. Uh, this is why we're not going against Israelites who are doing their job. The Europeans are not going to go against Europeans. Knowing they're wrong, they're still not going to go against them. The French are wrong. Franco forward. You you control a person. They don't. You know the, the French francophone don't even print their own money. France holds their own holds all their the reserves in their bank. They're wrong. They're exploiting the people. But the United States, they're talking about going over and helping Ukraine. They talk about going over and helping Israel. But they're not. And they're in the continent of Africa, have a strong head, and will not go against the wrong that French are doing. And in yeah. fact, are working with the French to overthrow. What is now in Niger is a one of the fourth largest expanding economies in the world now since they took over. Hmm. And that, that's a year. But we can learn a lot from that's them. So we need to stop right. coming against our own people. Right. That's my Correct. whole point. Right or, right or wrong, we are a family. We are a yeah. nation. Yeah. And we are one. And we yeah. have got to learn that. And we have got yeah. to line up. Yeah. We got to line up for one, be one people and love each other. Now you got Ecowas over there. That's the Nigerian, uh, you know, and, and Ghana and, and those Ecowas who are going to fight against their own people taking sides with the Europeans. It is the same identical thing that happened during the transatlantic slave trade. They're pulling the same tactics. Yeah. Using their own African people to, to destroy the, they're cutting the food off, the power off to Niger, to hurt Niger because they kicked the French out who were exploiting them. That is stupid. <laughs> Amen. So stupid. This is why we study this Torah and we go back and read the Torah over and over so we can see what mistakes were made and how to overcome those mistakes. These knuckleheads are doing the exact same thing and smiling about it and dancing a jig hmm. for the Western countries. And, and they could put a stranglehold on the, on the Western country by just saying, we're going to do it the right way. Yep. But they're dancing a jig, buck dance. What do they call it? Buck dancing? For the Western <laughs> country. Yeah, I'm talking about. I hope they put this out there. You buck dance. <laughs> buck yeah. dancing. Yes, sir. Ma yeah. Where's my master? My master's in the West. That's what they're doing. President of what's that? Nigeria. You're the buck dance. You're the main buck dance because you're the ones calling, pulling the strings. Yeah, I hope they put this out. Yeah, I hope they put this out. You know, because they're wrong. It's going out. They're wrong. They're wrong. You're never supposed to fight against your own family. These people are the same blood, and they want to start. They're love, the love of money. The love billions. of money. The it's thing is, the media is not talking about how they're starving, trying to starve the civilians in Niger, and then and then yeah. run over and talk about what they want to do for the Palestinians. Wait a minute, we got this thing going over. They, what they're doing is, you know, covering up what they're doing in Africa while they're focused, got everybody focusing on Israel. Yeah. Right. Now, and talking about fake news. Seen. Yeah. But we're exposing the fact that what's happening on the continent of Africa must stop. And the leadership in, in, in Africa who are going against their own people, you need to be moved out. Yeah, I'm we'll talking to the people. We'll, of be, we'll, we'll be praying for Africa. People of Africa, stand together. Amen. Take control of your leaders and make them line up because you have the power. There are more of you than there are of them.
and you can make the change. How do we make changes in the United States as Africans? We fought and we've been fighting and we're making inroads and that we are only 14% and they see us and they hate us and we're still making inroads. You are greater in number and you can overcome it. You can overcome your leaders because they have to bow to the people. When the people's will, the people control the government. The government does not control the people. People control the government. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. That's how it works. People control the government. So you can kick those, those you can call special elections and get them out. And if you get your armies working together, your armies can kick them out. We've already seen that happen. But you have to stop fighting and hurting your own people, okay? For an outsider. It's the same thing for us, Israelites. We cannot fight against each other. We cannot fight against each other and hope to build our communities all over the world as one people, as one man. Amen. See, this is the principle works no matter in, in your own families, in our own household. See, you may do wrong. I'm going to take care of you in the house, but outside, ain't nobody else going to touch you. Nobody else touches you. See, these are principles that are laid down in the parish as we go through. And you'll find out if you're doing the right thing, if you're on, if you're on, on the right side of Torah, the Father sends you help. And he causes minds to change, to line up with his word so that you can accomplish his will, not your Amen. will. Amen. 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 So then I pray that, that the things that we're talking and discussed here, even especially when we jump and we start talking about the stereotyping and how people think that the people that you see are the ones that they're really not. You know, people that are in positions are not really the ones that should be there oftentimes. You know? Mm -hmm. You know, and and you know, so you have to understand that the Father knows everything. The important thing for us to know, as Israelites or as Jews, that we obey the commandment of our Father. If we obey His command, if we if He is our Father and we honor Him as our Father, He protects us, He teaches us, He leads us, He loves us, he all of us, all of us. He loves it. If you breathe your breath, before you breathe your breath, he had already spoken to you. Before you mm -hmm. breathe your first breath, he had already spoken yes. to you. Yes. Before then. And you, you, you know, we used to say, man, I was before you used even a thought, I was I was here. Guess what? I was always a thought. Maybe mm -hmm. not your thought, but the yeah. father was already thinking about me. You see, we were always, you know, and I like the thing where it says, you know, they say that, well, what is what is he becomes a child at conception. That's not true. We were children before we were even conceived. Before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. Yeah. <laughs> you see. Yeah. So, you know, we have to, this, this condition of the world has messed us up, but we are waking it up now. We are awakened. We are, we are woke. So if a summary, um, yeah. uh, 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 Go okay, ahead, a summary. 
Okay, I'm woke. Yeah, <laughs> I'm woke. <laughs> we are awake. <laughs> I'm woke. I'm, I'm not awake. I'm woke. <laughs> Robert, yeah, you started to change color over there like Esau. You started to turn red over there. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know, I am kind of reddish. <laughs> I'm, I'm just teasing. But this, this parish, y'all, chapter 25, Genesis, um, it, it's 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 about family and it's about uh, it's about the birth birthright and it's about you know how twins could be so different children in the same household being taught the same thing could be so different talks about sibling rivalry you know it talks and even in even the child that is rebellious in his heart still wants to do or please the parents and i'm talking about esau when he married those two women you know, uh, outside of the the way he should have, and and when he found out that it displeased his parents, he went and got him an Ishmaelite. Well, why did he get an Ishmaelite? Because that's family. So we, it's all. If this is about family, and even the father, when he couldn't see his son, he said, "Let me touch you, let me feel you," because there's something amiss. He had a feeling, but he couldn't tell because we are so much. We can make ourselves. We can be Jewish. <laughs> we look so much alike and sound so much like our brother. Ish is the characteristics. Yeah, you can't tell, right? Put a little fur on, you think I'm somebody else. You see, you carry the characteristics, but you're That's not right. that true. But you're not that person. You're not you that true person. You're not that true, whatever they call you when you put that ish on there. Yeah, when you put the ish, so take the ish off. Either a child or you can be childish, taking on characteristics. Yeah. A child is a child. A childish yeah. is a is a person acting as acting a like a child. A Jew yeah. is a Jew. A Jewish yeah. is a person acting as a That's Jew. That's right. Y'all like English language, United States. Don't cut us off. We're only using your language that we would never talk <laughs> and, and 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 by the way, most of the time when you talk to a Jew, he's gonna say I'm a Jew. You're, gonna, you're not gonna say I'm Jewish. You're gonna say I'm a Jew. You, you talk to them. If you if you have conversation, most of them. They say right? ish. I hear ish most of the time. Oh yeah, and I hear them say Jew. I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. Um, you know. So it depends, right? It just depends. So yeah, I like the, you know, don't even if, with if, colors, gray ish. If you yeah, say gray ish yeah. or red ish, you yeah. know that's not true red or true gray. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so we could correct them. We could say, "No, you're not Jewish. You're a Jew." And if they say, "No, I'm Jewish," I say, "Okay, you're Jewish." You're <laughs> you Jew, and I'm Israelite. You're yeah. Jew, I'm Israelite. Right. And I, so, uh, thank you, Rabbi Avshalom. There was a lot of food in what you just said. We we pray we make it to the air today. But there's a lot of food, uh, and if it ain't tight, it ain't right. We we're here to tell the truth. And that's yeah. what we're delivering the truth. We're here to spread the good news that you you are a child of God. You are a king and queen. You are priests and priestesses. You are royalty. You are the prime. You are you are all of that in a bag of chips, they would say. And carry yourself that way. Because that's who you are. Speaking into existence. Live out the, the visions that he's sending you. Because we have visions and dreams all the time. Live them out. If he give you the vision, he going to give you the provisions to do what and give you what you need. It's not all the time about money. It's about favor. And favor ain't fair. I started my business. I didn't have a dime. 
I had my name and my characteristics. That's what I had and the anointing that Yahweh had given me. That's all you really need. I'm talking to somebody right now. It's not all about money all the time. It's the favor that's on you. It's the seeds you have planted already. It's the love given to people. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sister Lisa, are you available to do our closing prayer? If not, I'm going to have a, a Apostle Benjamin Moore do it. No, not at this time. Okay, Apostle Benjamin Moore, if you can close us out in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for our health and our strength. We thank you for the truth that went forth this morning. Bless and protect Rabbi Lord. And the host. We love you. We thank you, Yeshua. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for leaving the Holy Spirit to dwell within us and lead us to all truth. That as we leave the air, but we always with you and you're always with us. Let our light shine so we can lead others to Christ. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for the beautiful prayer. We thank you all for tuning in. We ask that you share this episode. As Rabbi Al-Shalom Ben-Yako said, we're not going through a conversion of from uh, being Catholic or uh, Baptist or whatever religion you're in. We're not going through conversion. We are returning. And if we went, mm-hmm. we went over there to Africa, it was the point of no return. Now they got the door, the point of the return. We have returned. We, we have risen. We have resurrected. The revival is happening. He told you that. Did you hear him? He's giving it to you. The food, the word, the encouragement, the lift your spirit to wake you up, to shake it. What's inside of you? If you feel in some kind of way, like there's a the wall, you just can't get over it. That's why. How are you going to release it? By the Torah, by reading, by praying, by giving it to y'all. That's how. And he will direct your path. He will show up and show out in your life. You will move mountains. You will speak things into existence. You will see it before it happens. And you will thank him, continuously thank him, every little thing. I, sometimes I go to my car, the Holy Spirit said, you forgot that. And I say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Some people are like, oh, mm-hmm. I remember. you ain't remembered nothing. The Holy Spirit <laughs> has spoken <laughs> to you. And you better, you better thank him every time that Holy Spirit speaks Amen. to you. Because it gets stronger and stronger. My children will know my voice. Yes. The more you acknowledge it, the more you can hear, the clearer things become. Divine intervention takes place. Yes. And you will recognize it. Mm. And then you can witness. Your testimonies will break yokes. We don't sit here and tell ourselves 
in our lives because we want to. We just as private as everybody else. We have mm -hmm. to because we know it breaks yokes. We've been through trials yes. and tribulations. We've been down to the ground. We've been dirty. We've, we've done all of what you've done. But God, he's yes. real and he forgives you. He has mercy. He wants you in that state. Yes, when you come out of it, can't no devil in hell tell you he ain't real when he <laughs> put you up out of the mud. <laughs> Amen. That's the y'all so. that I serve. Yes. I can tell you about it. I'm, anybody know me? No, I'm not fake. I can't worship or praise nothing that I haven't experienced and don't know it's true. Hmm. And I asked them, I said, God, I can't serve you. You show up in my life and show me you real. And he did that for me. And he'll do it for you. Yes. We love you. We pray you have some encouragement and we will see you next Saturday. Shalom. 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 Shalom.